Hey, teacher friends, we L-O-V-E love having you as listeners, and we couldn't do our show without you. Did you know that we have a supporter page? If you'd like to support the podcast because you are totally awesome, check out our supporter link in the show notes. In true teacher fashion, we're calling it gold stars because, you know, star charts and we're teachers and gold stars for you. We'll be doing shout outs for supporters. So if you love yourself some gold stars, check out our supporter page in the show notes today. Are you a teacher who's tired, burned out, or unsure of your teaching career? You know, we've been there. We totally get it. You know who's also been there? Daphne Gomez. Daphne is a former teacher who created Teacher Career Coach, the support system she wished she had when she was looking for her next step. Teacher Career Coach has all of the tips to help you think about resumes, transferable skills, and more. Check it out at teachercareercoach.com slash realteaching101. That's teachercareercoach.com slash realteaching101. Hey there, we're Megan, Lauren, and Lindsay. We're three teacher advocates who've been where you are and know what you're going through. We believe that teachers are as important to the education system as the curriculum, and our goal is to support you as a teacher and a person. This is everything your teacher prep didn't prepare you for. Welcome to Real Teaching 101. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Real Teaching 101. This is Lauren here, not giving you a weird start. I feel like I'm getting better. I am so gosh darn proud of myself. I was like waiting. Me like too. Right, right before like the countdown, I was like, what's she going to do? No, the answer is not be weird today. No. Maybe. No, instead, I am going to ask you all a question and I want your honest answer. Okay. What is your weather report? Not what is the weather outside at this moment, but how would you describe your mood in weather terms? Are you sunny? Are you cloudy? Is there a chance of rain? Are you cloudy with a chance of meatballs? What are you? (laughs) That's a good question. I say right now in this moment, I'm pretty sunny because it's a Saturday night. I'm talking to the two of you just having a grand old time. But I'd say these uh, past couple of weeks have probably been, you know, thunderstorm. <laughs> uh, I want to say thunderstorm warning, but I, I'd say like active in a thunderstorm. Hurricane. Hurricane, possibly. There's hail coming, golf-sized balls of hail. Um, so, you know, that's that's about where I am, Lindsay. Yeah, I would say right now I'm partly cloudy. Um, There's a lot of sun because like Megan said, we're all chatting and I love that time with you guys. Um, But honestly, the only clouds are that it's been a long day and and my back hurts, but that's just because I'm old now. So she says to the two people who are older than her, tell me your back doesn't always just hurt for random. It does. It does. Always. I wish I told you it got better. It doesn't. Thanks. Always. Always. Well, um, maybe this is my weird thing. I'm cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Like it's I'm I'm always silly and and kind of happy. So I feel like that's my with a chance of meatballs. Uh, but cloudy because it's been one of those days where you're like, go here, go there, and then there's been a lull in the middle, and then there's like go here, go there. So I'm a little bit like, I need a rest. But I've rested in the middle of the day. 
So I feel you. That's how my Saturday was too. Like bam, 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 like one thing after the other. Yeah. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, why am I asking you such a question other than to check in with you? Are you asking yourselves that? Kind of. Kind of. No, because I stopped questioning the weird question. That's I'm true. with it. That's true. Well, if you recall from our last recording, we are doing a series on student wellness and and we did our series on on young girls and how we can help them. And now we're doing an episode on how you can best check in with your students. And the very question that I asked you is one of the questions I ask with my students. So when we say check in with your students or see how they're doing, very often teachers will do this and, and it's like, you know, hey, how are you is a very common one. But usually when you get that answer, you're going to get good or fine, but you're not going to get those little intricacies of students. And I sometimes find that putting the emoji symbols on the board of like happy face, sad face, whatever face doesn't really elicit that kind of intel that I want. And so by asking questions like that, you tend to get a little bit more insight into how somebody is feeling because you're speaking in these analogous terms and it's a lot easier to describe things that way. So that was my my start on how we're going to do this episode. And we're going to kind of talk about strategies that we ourselves have used or our schools have used. So that way you as the listeners might have things that can better help you check in with your students in, in maybe a little bit more of an effective way. Not to say that you're not doing a good enough job because you're all doing a bang up job, but there's always <laughs> learning something better. So uh, Megan, you talked about a mailbox you have. You want to share more about that? I do. Yes. So outside of my office, we have like this... Um, like anonymous mailbox. So it's just like a little lock box like this big. I have a key to it. So there's just this tiny little like little part opens up in this tiny little slit. Um, so students can drop notes in there. Um, I usually check it about once a week. Um, some of the things that I get in there will be, <laughs> Miss Kim, I need to talk to you if so-and-so is being mean or, you know, or things like that. Or, or this person said, you know, they would not be my friend at recess, that kind of thing. And then other times I'll just get a note from middle schooler saying, I need to talk to you, <laughs> like with, you know, citing their name. Um, they also all have email addresses. So lots of times I'll just get an email from one of the students saying, can I come and see you today? That kind of thing. Um, but I really love the mailbox because my office is close to the cafeteria. So they all walk by it at different times, whether they're going to lunch or to recess or to the bathroom. And I usually like at the beginning of last year, I haven't done it yet this year, but the beginning of last year, I just kind of went around to all of the classes explaining what it was. So, you know, if we have any new students, they know that they can just kind of drop a note in there. Um, you can put your name on it. You don't have to. If you just notice something, then you want someone to know that that kind of thing. So in any of the ones that are super serious, I'll kind of make copies, contact the people who need to be contacted, talk to the students, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes they just put things in there for me. Somebody left me a keychain the other day, one of the little <laughs> poppet keychains, or I'll just get a note that's like, I love you. Yeah, it's I can't take credit for it. It's not my idea. The last vice principal had it there and it is just really, really great. And that was one thing that comes up again and again with parents where when I ask them, like, you know, I, I can't help if I don't know that something's happening. And they'll say, I, I told them to come and see you or I told them to say this. So as soon as I say like, well, remind them about the mailbox, uh, parents have really 
loved that where I'm like, they don't even have to write their name. No one has to see them, ask if they can go to the bathroom and just drop the little note in. They're going to walk right by anyways kind of thing. So I do think that's helped, especially I think about students like me, somebody who like had a lot of anxiety as a child too. I really struggled with having to like go up and talk to an adult. So this would have been way much more my speed. That I mean, I think that's an awesome idea, Megan. Like I, I love the, the kid, you know, kids love writing notes. It's just like a kid thing. And yeah. so I think the opportunity to tell you things that may be really important in like a a way, a format that like is really comfortable for them is a really cool way to do that. My way was way less cool. And I, I explained this at the beginning of the year because every time uh, I get a new batch of kids, they're always in middle school and like they're at this weird age where they don't want to say anything to anybody. They're too cool mm-hmm. to talk to you. But I always start, I, I ask them Monday morning, like to rate, like on what we would call like their, um, like their warm up or whatever I was teaching that day. The last question would always be like, rate your weekend, because then I would know, I like, like was it really great? You know, like it was scale one to 10. And then on Fridays, I would say, tell me something on their exit ticket before they left my class. I would say, tell me something I don't know. And so some kids would write like, I love olives on my pizza. <laughs> and other kids would would tell me things that um, about either their home life or something that was happening with a friend. Like, you don't know that I hate yoga or things like that, that may be like important. So it kind of just gave them like an opportunity to, to take that with free reign. And that was a check-in twice a week that I did. And I would follow up if there were things that I felt like I needed to um, address with a student. Or I would just ask them like, hey, you wrote this. Did you want to talk more about that? Or were you just telling me so I knew? And kind of just go from there. And obviously, if it was something serious, I would escalate that. But for the most part, um, the student and I could figure that out from there. Did you just do it on paper? Or did they do it on the computer? Yeah. Well, the usually my warm-ups were like either built into like – like a near pod or something like that. So okay. we would just answer on there. So I would have all the responses. My exit tickets were always on paper because I taught math. So they would have to actually do stuff. And then I would add the question at the bottom of like, tell me something that I don't know. And then they would I love write that. it there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's super inviting and really student friendly. And I like that you do it as part of the assignment because then it doesn't make it this one-off, like, why, why are they, why are they asking me type of a thing? Yeah. And so I have the benefit of seeing my students um, in in a very small space at once a week. And so that's when I do these types of like weather report questions. And I ended up coming up with a bunch of other ones that I thought I would share out. And they were um, mostly because I discovered the GIFs that you can add on Canva. There's like a little GIF button. You can add them to that. And so I created the dog GIF. I created the Charlie Brown Halloween one where I just pulled clips from I got a rock yeah (laughs) there was one that says like I got a rock there was another one of Snoopy dancing and he's really happy and then there's another one of I don't know And, and so it was all things related to that so I used it around October and then um I had taken a family trip to Disneyland. And so I was thinking about the names of the lands and I use that as a check-in. So it was like, are you wishing for Tomorrowland? Are you stuck on, it's a small world. Are you living in fantasy land? Are you jungle cruising? Are you doing all of these things? And so it's just like a really fun way to see what's what and to notice trends over time also, because since I was seeing the same kids week to week, Um, I was able to do that. And then one thing that my school did 
which I really like, is um, they noticed that there was a lot of people seeking out adults. And so they sent a form to the entire middle school of, do you want to speak to an adult? Yes or no. And you didn't have to say what it was about or anything like that, but just a question. And then we divided that amongst our staff and adults took different kids from different grade levels. Sometimes an eighth grade teacher pulled a sixth grader aside and so on and so forth. And if there was anything that they wanted to talk about, they shared it. And sometimes they said, oh, yeah, you know, it was just something that was on my mind, but I answered my own question. And it was just a way to have a really quick or necessary check-in depending on on what happened. But at least they had that option. Yeah. 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 I love that. I yeah. love uh, – sorry, I've got to go back to your seasonal ones. I'm a sucker for anything seasonal. So like – Would you like, like a copy char- of it? <laughs> I would, yes. I love that. With the little kids really – like I was trying to think, I've done a lot of like the smiley face thing. Also because, you know, the beginning of first grade, our writing is also lim- <laughs> limited to what they can write down to explain. Um, so we would do a lot of like circling the the face that represents how you feel and talk a lot about like, you know, what different feelings are called and it's okay to have all the feelings and and that kind of thing. And those work really well because they're picture-based. There's that yep. that whole brain psychology of, you know, picture really is worth a thousand words and it, it can capture so much. And so even with the littles, I'm assuming those gifts would probably still work the same because it's it's I did one with dog tails and like different ways that a dog tail wags. So like when it's super happy, gotcha. it's like yeah. back and forth. I don't know. I like I said, I dug into Giphy hardcore <laughs> came up with a bunch of things. So if anybody's interested, just let me know. I will happily send you all of the things that I made. <laughs> well, definitely me. Yes. Now, can I ask you guys a question just because I feel like you guys have more experience with this than I do. Were there ever students who I, I not like pushback, but like, I'm, I'm trying to think how I could do it with the younger kids where there's still an somewhat element of privacy. I feel like that's what's nice about when all the kids have like their Chromebooks and you can kind of do it like that. You guys have any advice for that kind of thing or? I think I get it, Megan. So you want to keep it like so where the you could find out how a student was feeling, but like not the whole class would not see them like circle public, the face. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like if it needed to be more of a private thing yeah, um, or like maybe they wouldn't feel comfortable saying that they were feeling sad if like everybody else at their table circled to smile. Yeah, so I did I I did an after school literacy program and I worked with kindergarten to fifth grade and I um did check ins like when we first started class and what I had them do. The older kids I had made them put their heads down on the um desk because they cheat. But the yeah. younger <laughs> ones, if you tell them just close your eyes super tight and then you give them symbols of like okay. how they're feeling. And so you have them show you like a one, two, three, or four. Four being super, super happy. I've had a great day. One being, you know, it's it's a tough day and you and you would like me to check in with you. And then so they would have they would close their eyes really quick and then the kids would shoot their hands up. And so you could identify oh, really that. easily where kids were. Oh, I love that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I did do this year kind of online uh, on the same terms with what we're talking about was um, you guys might have seen it online. It it's like a handle with care note that um, I put in my back to school letter. Again, not my original idea, but where it just says like, you know, for the parents, if you could just send me an email that just says handle with care, like if the child had a rough night or a rough morning, like you don't have to go into detail. You don't have to tell me anything else, but I'll just, you know, know to be kind of extra patient or, you know, if they need to come in and like put their head down for a few minutes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do always like putting that out there. And I've, I've already had, this year, 
a parent sent me an email that just said handle with care. And um, the little one came in and she was just kind of having a rough morning. But, you know, after being at school for maybe like 15 or 20 minutes, she was playing with her friend. So I ended up sending a mom a picture of her later um, just because I didn't want mom to worry about her all day long thinking that she was, you know, sad or upset. And I think it's setting up systems, right? That's kind of the key is sometimes when we say check in with students, it feels so arbitrary because it's either not something that happens very often or it's something that we do once every while. Mm -hmm. But Lindsay, you were talking about putting them onto your assignments and then I have my part once a week and then my school also does dedicated like check-ins where that's our entire class period is we're supposed to meet one-on-one with students and talk to them about whatever is, you know, how they're currently feeling academically, socially, and, and they know that that's coming and that's something that happens. And I think that's really the key when it comes to checking in with students is how you can make it consistent and regular so it doesn't feel like a weird thing that happens and it goes way beyond the, hey, how's it going? Do you guys have any advice for maybe some of the middle schoolers? Sorry, as you're talking about that, Lauren, in my head, I'm like, okay, how can I check in with all of our middle schoolers? Any advice for ones who are not quick to open up? I would say, how are you starting the conversation? Is it like, hey, I just want to check in? I mean, that seems really kind of already, if you're closed off, that those words are, are kind of like right in there. And In the check-ins that we do, we usually start off with those kinds of like low ball softball questions. What's something that made you smile recently? What are you watching? What do you really like about your weekend? What classes are going really well? Just like the, the, think about it like sandwiching feedback, right? You want to start with something that's like really easy, low ball, and then you can transition into digging into something. Because once they're talking or you're getting them opening up about something that's I don't want to say non-important, but like of of ease that they can talk about them. They might, you, or you might notice that their demeanor will change. So if they're mm-hmm. having their body language one way about something that's really positive, and then suddenly you bring something up, you can almost like get those those other non-verbal cues. cues. Yeah, and then I guess if you're doing it more regularly, that would also be something that makes them feel more comfortable. And I would say pick a teacher, like sometimes like we want to be the one to be like, okay, this kid's having a tough time. Let me check in. But maybe you're not the best person to do that. Like what teacher are they closest with What or aid or whoever it is and have them go do it. Lauren and I had a particularly different, difficult student my first year with Lauren. And she was really hard uh, the beginning half of the year. And then something for her and I clicked later on. And then we became like, it we definitely had a de- different understanding and i could talk to her about things but that would switch from day to day and sometimes it was another teacher and we just had to work together to try to like troubleshoot and problem solve for her but in those instances i think the students who are the most closed off like there will be at least one person at the school that they like to talk to maybe it's the person at the front desk when they walk in in the morning maybe it's the person who's helping at lunch like it, it'll just be some random so like figuring out who that person is for them i think is key to that And Lindsay, you bring up a good point of talking with your coworkers too, is having that internal like grade level support, school site support, but just making sure that the conversation is all centered around the well-being of your students. Because it's kind of like co-parenting, right? Like we're all here together. It takes a village type of sense. And so the more that that is ingrained in the faculty and staff side, I think it'll also be that kind of trickle down effect. Well, and then just keeping everybody in the loop too, I feel like is so important and that can be difficult sometimes, but especially 
I always try to keep that in mind if something's going on with a student, like, you know, including the special teachers and including anybody that's going to see them throughout the day, anything that's going to set that student up for success. Yeah. Other than the ones that we mentioned here, um, we did find a few other ways that you can check in with students. Obviously, this depends on um, their grade level and where you're at your year and what you think your students would feel comfortable doing. Um, But some of those things are like a feelings chart, having students identify based on a chart you've put together. And obviously, I've had multiple discussions with students so they know how to accurately identify their feelings and setting up a system about that. For younger kids, maybe a morning meeting um, where you ask a question that's kind of thought-provoking or that will elicit a response that tells you a little bit more about them other than how are you doing or what did you do last night? Nothing. Different questions that can kind of get them um, starting to talk to you. Surveys are really great for older kids. That's sometimes a way that they feel like they can write things out and nobody else will know, just the teacher. So um, that's a really good one for middle school and, and older. Rose, thorn, and bud, where a rose is a small win or an accomplishment that day, a thorn is a challenge they face, and a bud is something they're looking forward to either tomorrow or coming up in the near future. Um, And that's kind of a good way to cover, like end on a good note, but also sandwich in something that you may have not known they were struggling with. Um, There's also the aha moment when a student learns something and a student can write you a story about their aha moment and you can explain to them what that meant, um, what it means to have an aha moment and give some examples. And that's a good practice for students to like really start to have pride in their work. And like when they um, figure something out or they've been struggling with something and they get it, it's a really just like good way to document those things. Your weekend emojis, which is kind of what uh, Megan mentioned where they have all the faces or different emojis and you pick one um, and you can kind of get a gauge there from them. And then a self-care check-in, which I thought was a really um, cool way to do it. Like talking about what self-care is. Are you eating enough? Are you, did you get enough sleep? Um, are you, did you move your body and like having kids rate those things? And then you can kind of see what their needs are there. And then maybe ask a question where they have like a free response if they're older, if they're younger, this is going to take a lot more to talk about because they're moving their body constantly. And like, no, I didn't sleep enough because I didn't want to get up this morning. Like there's going to be a lot of (laughs) that one's definitely for the older kids. Um, And then obviously having not obviously, but the last one is having a goals sheet that you sit down and you write with each student. This is the one that takes the most time to do, but in the end may be really helpful for some students, whether it's a goal related to something personal, um, an athletic goal, an academic goal, just sitting down and like prioritizing what's important to them and then checking back in with them on those goals, I think can be really helpful um, with students. Again, this is probably something geared for older students, but could be helpful for the younger ones. Like, what do you want to learn by the end of the year? And like asking them cute questions like that. So if you have a method that you use and that you really like, and it gets great responses from your students, we'd love to hear it. Yes, please. Email, DM, all the things. And on that note of sharing your ideas with us, whether it's via email or DM, We love having you as listeners, and we want the whole world to know that we love having you as listeners, but not in a way to inflate our ego. I think I said this last time. We just want the algorithm to work for us. We're trying to harness those data points that our devices are gathering about us. And so if you love this, go ahead and hit the little five-star button because, you know, we're just five stars of fun around here. So um, please, please, please like, rate, review, subscribe, and share if this has helped you. Tell your other teacher community friends uh, about Real Teaching 101 because it's everything your teacher prep didn't prepare you for. Um, hey and hey And by the way, your hair looks fabulous today. All right, friends. That is all, everybody. We will see you next time. And be well.
Before you leave us today, know that you're appreciated and we know you're doing everything you can. Let's stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Realteaching101 or email us at Realteaching101 at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Ambitious Ed. Thanks for listening today and we'll see you next class.